I got a whole lot to talk about when it comes to sports. You know what I'm saying? So we in this to witness tonight. Hope everybody had a good weekend as you get ready to wrap things up. Tonight, like I said, it's going to be special. I got my man, Mr. Mike Hill from ESPN, calling in in a short second. And uh, if you guys don't know where he's at, check him out on SportsCenter, of course. And also, make sure you hit him up on Twitter at MikeESPN, M-I-K-E-S-P-N. And uh, we got a lot of things going on t- today. We gonna, we, of course, we're going to talk about college basketball, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely uh, a lot of hot topics, <laughs> a lot of people talking about, you know, a lot of, a lot of heavy hitters getting eliminated and things like that, too. So we're going we gonna to definitely talk that. We're going to talk Tiger Woods. We are definitely going to talk. MLB, Major League Baseball, it's almost here. Debut is coming in a couple of weeks, so we definitely want to make sure. Uh, we're going to ask Mr. Mike Hill some things about baseball as far as that goes. Also, NFL lockout that's looming after this year, 2011. Or should we be scared? Because you know, if you can start comparing different national pastimes, I feel like Football is definitely on the on on surpassing baseball, in my opinion. It's only my opinion, so yeah, we, we're definitely going to go ahead and, and talk about that. Also, NBA with the playoffs approaching, who's high right now? Who's really rocking the thing right now as far as the NBA and stuff like that? So we're going to definitely talk about that. We're going to talk about that plus more as we get ready to crack open and say hello to the staff members here on Next Legacy Sports Sunday. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to open up the microphones. And if people want to call in and voice their opinion on this sports topics, uh, any topics in general, make sure you go ahead and call in, 347-215-8653. That is the number. We also have a toll-free number, 877-245-6137. want to say, first off, what it do to my man, Mr. Incense, in the house tonight on Next Legacy Sports. What's good, big bruh? What's up? What's up, Brandy? What it is? What's up? What's happening? Uh, Next got sports talk. Vinny Jesus Talk Radio in the house. In the house. No doubt. Sports. I want to say what's up to the other staff guy, too, Vernon Pete Diddy in the building. What's up? What it do? What's up, people? What's up? What's up, what's up VPD? I'm so glad to be with you brothers on this momentous occasion. You know what I'm saying? Did a little dictionary word look up. This man over there doing his homework. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Hey, as we as we cra- as we cracked open the, the, the intro and like a, like twenty minutes ago I was telling my man Mr. Instant, hey, you know what? I, I think we're gonna do this sports thing justice every Sunday night from now on, so I think we're gonna be good with it. So, yeah, so. We get it too, man. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> No doubt, we got we got topics, of course. And as we wait for my man, Mister uh, Mister Mike Hill, to call in, um, you know, one one of the de- actually, you know what? As far as everybody that definitely needs to get to know Mike Hill, you know, what I'm saying he's that anchor host guy on ESPN, ESPN News, first ESPN first take, and uh, you know, what I'm saying his background is real ill. As far as you know, what I'm saying somebody that I definitely appreciate and respect. As far as you know, people out there really getting it in this business of uh, of media and stuff like that. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna ask that man some questions about it all. So, you know, like I said, if we got if if we got callers calling in, make sure you do go ahead file in. The number is three four seven two one five eight six five three. Call in toll free. 
at 877-245-6137. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, but not not even going to crack open the sports topics right now, but let me ask you, Mr. Anson, since you've been part of this family a little bit longer than VPD, uh, how are you feeling about this sports thing, man? This the sports show every Sunday night to wrap up the week. Well, man, like I said, it's been a long time coming because, remember, we tried to start it off, man, maybe, probably maybe about six months ago, man. We wanted to jump off and, and do some, you know, do our sports thing when, when you know, football season was still in. So, um, I mean, for whatever reason, you know, we really didn't get it together. So, man, it's, it's a good thing that we, we're jumping it off right, you know what I'm saying, with a, with a, with a very special guest, man. Mike Hill is, is the man, you know what I'm saying. I watched, you know, first take. And I see him on there, man, and it's like it's a blessing to have him on there, especially since we lost Stephen A. You know what I'm saying? They don't let the man come on there no more. But, you know, it's good we got Mike Hill back there, so <laughs> it's all good. He said they don't even let the man come on there no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think you, know, well, I, you know what? They'll have him on, the, you know, the little like a, a, like a, you know, when they do the little telecast when, you know, Reporting oh, yeah. from a different station or whatever, oh, no, they have them on every now and then. You know what I'm saying? But I think I think even they was going too hard at him, dog. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know him and him and him and Skip used to go at it real heavy though. But uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I I love like I said. I I think I told you this before, man. I got a lot of love for Skip Bayless though. Skip is definitely the man because um, I've, I've been a fan of his written stuff. He used to write for the San Jose Mercury News. Right. Uh, Back when he was based out here in the in the Bay Area and stuff, so you know he he definitely gets a lot of love and a lot of respect. So you know that that man, I, I just feel like you know people at the end of the day definitely need to pay attention. But you know I think people definitely need to pay attention to you know this man right here who is definitely an instrumental guy as far as not just my career, but you know just in sports in general, man. We gotta we gotta definitely give a, a what's up and a hello to my man, Mr. Mike Hill, who's on Next Legacy Sports. Mike, what's up, bro? What's happening, man? What's going on? Man. What's up, Mike? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Trying to make it happen. Just trying to make it happen. What's going on with y'all tonight, man? Y'all into this tournament? And the Tiger Woods and everything tonight, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Not into everything like Tiger's into everything, it seems, but, you know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll be into everything if I got, uh, you know, all the millions of dollars to back it up, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, it it makes it more accessible if you you do have that kind of change, man. Um, It is uh, very tempting out there. And, and Mike, before we get into some of the sports stuff, man, I I definitely want to – Thank you, first off, for coming on the next Legacy Sports Sunday. And uh, and also thank you for, you know, a lot of the different things that you do, not just with ESPN, but, I mean, you, you started on ESPN in, in 04, and, you know, coming from a, a background like you have, and you worked, you worked, you worked, and you really just, you was on your grind, man, and 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 now you somebody like man. I I be saying I be saying to other people, you know, I hey, when I grow up, I want to be just like Mike Thrill Hill. Oh man, you, you're too <laughs> nice, man. I appreciate that, man. I really do, man. It means a lot. You don't want to be like me, man. I got child support payments to make, bro. You know, too <laughs> many child support payments, IRS on my tail, man. Nah, you know, I got, I got too many problems. But you know what? I'm blessed, man. I thank God for the problems that I have, man. So. I get up every morning, I live, I breathe, and I have an opportunity to make it happen. So that's what I try and do every day. Hey, that's what's up, man. Hey, like I said, your career, I know you just on the rise, man. Your stock's up, in my opinion. So it's it's just better things to come from Mike Hill, though. I'm just 
I'm just saying, though. So thank you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I thank appreciate you. you too kind, man. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I got um, I got my man, Mr. Uh, Vernon P.D., who definitely want to say what's up to you. So, Vernon, man, stop being quiet. Say hello. Hey, man, I'm just listening, man, taking it all in, you know. Vernon, what's, up, what's Mike? going on with you? How you doing, my brother, man? I'm doing well, man. I can't complain, man. It's just, you know, just trying to live this life, man, trying to. Make things happen in life, man. You know, just maintaining and grinding, and like you said, man, it's you know it's, it's been a long road, man. But still got a long way to go, and I'm just trying to, uh, you know, do it the right way. That's right. Hey, we really appreciate you calling in, man. That's like a real good look for you. I mean, nah, for us, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, I ain't no thing, like, man. Anything I can do to help you out, man. You know, anything I can do. I mean, I, I, I'm just honored that you actually asked me to do it. Uh, that, that's what it means. You know, you don't never get too high or too big on yourself, man. You just don't know. So you just you continue to move up, and no matter where I go, I'm always going to be the same person, man. Always keeping it real. That's the mantra I live by, man. That's what I'll always do. No doubt. Yeah, I could definitely true. sense that with with your Twitter comments and, and just how you carry it on, on uh, ESPN, ESPN First Take and stuff like that. So, you know, off top, it definitely means a lot, man. But, you know, I know um, – we have some stuff as far as comments about Tiger Woods and, and, and the Masters and what's coming up in April and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's, well, I, I, beating an old, uh, old horse to death, I guess you could say, Mike, I mean, is it, is it time that people just really need to just go ahead and put aside the whole, you know, what he, the infidelity part of his personal life and just really start focusing on his, his golf game right about now? I think once he's back out on the golf course and he starts winning again, I think we will do that. I think that's just going to be human nature. But at this point, man, there are a lot of questions that, you know, people have right now, and, and rightfully so. And that's why Tiger is on this whole PR kick right now. Uh, I don't think he has to answer any of his personal questions because whatever happens is, is uh, between he and Elon. As long as his wife is satisfied with it, I really couldn't care less, to be quite honest no with you. I just think that uh, a, a lot of things that are coming out about him is just kind of change the way you think about somebody. But I also think that, in my opinion, you shouldn't put anyone on such a high pedestal if you don't know him that right. well anyway. I mean, with right. fame, man, you know, with the endorsements and everything that he's had over his career and the image that he's put out there, you're going to be put on the microscope. If you tell somebody what kind of car to drive, man, you know, they have somewhat of a right to kind of know what kind of person is endorsing this and, you know, what kind of person is telling them what kind of car to drive, what, what kind of razors to use, you know, what kind of clubs to use and things like that. So right. it, it kind of comes with the territory. So I think Tiger knows what he did. He did wrong. He let a lot of people down, a lot of people who look up to him, and rightfully so. So if you want to look at role models or athletes as role models or whatnot, that's up to you. But, uh, you know, I, I think he's got to repair his image so to speak, and, and, and get back, and I think he will. Agreed. Agreed. Mr. Incense, yeah. go ahead and take a question on the Tiger topic for you. You got any comments or something you want to drop in, bro? Yeah, it's kind of, I'm going to spin off of what Mike just said. Um, it, basically, man, I, let me first off say, you know, you're an inspiration to me, man. You're, uh, it's an honor and pleasure to have you on here. You know oh, I mean? man, so, no problem. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It means a lot. But uh, you were saying, you know, as far as, you know, you know, athletes being role models, why do you really think you know, that athletes are, are, are pointed, you know, to be role models, you know. Why are people just automatically, no matter what, you know. Uh, well, they, they I mean, because they're, 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 they're accessible in a sense where you see them all the time. A lot of times people uh, view these athletes, entertainers, actors, somewhat even people that are on television such as I. I mean, you have an image that you put out. 
and you see them right. on television, and it's like glamorized, so to speak. They become stars, and people kind of look up to them or whatever. So that, that automatically puts you up there as a role model. Now, yes, you, you might be on a pedestal, so to speak. It doesn't necessarily mean you want to be on that pedestal, uh, but right. you have to remember that there are people, kids uh, in particular, who are looking up to you. Uh, I think that, you know, uh, the individuals at home, you have to tell your, your, your kids, you know, at home, look, you know what, this person is human. This person, he may be great and you can idolize him as far as how well he plays golf or how great LeBron plays basketball if you want to model your game after him. But when it comes to what that person does off the golf course or what that person does off the basketball court, you don't know because basically you're not with them 24-7. All you can see right. is, what LeBron is doing for those 48 minutes out on the golf course, what Tiger mm -hmm. Woods is doing for those 72 holes uh, on the weekends that he plays golf or whatever. But you don't know everything else that goes on in that person's life. So uh, if you do kind of put that person up on the pedestal and, and, and want him to be your role model, you tell your kids that's a role model, really, as a parent, I think that's on you because I think you should you should be the role models for your kids. Mm -hmm. You should teach your kids right yeah. or wrong. Everybody always says, I know it's cliche, but – it all starts at home, and you teach your exactly. kids right and wrong and what's right, and uh, you know, and, and hopefully they grow up and to be model citizens in this world. Right, right, exactly. The way I always put it out there, real quick, is you know, I have a I have a seven year old daughter, and she loves iCarly to death. So she loves Miranda mm -hmm. Cosgrove and what she's all about. And I I always tell her this, like I, I tell her, you know, as far as she's an actress and she worked really hard to get to where she is. So focus on that. Yeah. Instead of who she actually is, and and I try to teach that to her early because to me I think it's real important that we 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 tell our kids I don't you know she, I can admire Mike Hill, and you know I don't I don't know Mike Hill like that. When I get to know him, then hey, then maybe I have a, I have something to say on that other side to it. But end of the day, I feel like if we're we're all at this point in time, I I, I appreciate the work ethic more than the you know, the personal, I guess you could say, just for the simple fact that, you know, I don't really care what's going on in their personal life. Hey, if they work their butt off, then cool, let's go. The thing is, everybody in this world, no matter how pristine your image may be, we all have problems. No matter how many uh, uh, idolizers or how many fans you have or how many jobs, how much money you have or how much fame you have, man, everybody in this world has some sort of problems. And, and nine times out of ten, you won't know what those problems are. And once again, like I said, you can admire somebody for what they do, but mm -hmm. you shouldn't really admire a person for who they are unless you truly know that person. Exactly. Unless right. you truly know that person. Like you say, you know, you can see somebody can see me on television and they can like my style, they might not like my style or whatever. But you know what? The people who don't like my style, you might like me as a person. People right. who like my style you might not like me as a person, and vice yeah. versa. So it's, it, 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 it kind of, you know, I, I'm Mike Hill on television. Now, believe me, when you see me on television you, and you hang out with me off the, off the set, one of the things that I am proud of is that the same person you see on television is the same person that you get off television. I Amen always say, keeping one. it real, this is just who <laughs> I am. I'm always going to be the same. I, I really wish I could be more of myself on television, but, of course, <laughs> there are certain restrictions that you have. So, yeah, I'm not going to put it all out there, but you kind of get a sense of what type of person I am by looking at television. But, you know, for the most part, a lot of these athletes and some entertainers, they don't put it out there because they are so concerned about what Madison Avenue thinks. They're concerned right. about their endorsement deals or whatever. That's why I 
respect Charles Barkley so much. That's right. He's yeah. an entertainer. He's an athlete. He told you a long time ago, I am not a role model, and he got a lot mm-hmm. of criticism for that. And it's true. I'm not a role model. Yeah, people can look up to you as far as what you do on the basketball court, but look, you know what? Don't let me raise your child. You raise your child. That is your yeah. responsibility. And I think too many uh, people in society right now want an athlete or an entertainer to raise their child, and that's not right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mr. Vernon PD, you got something to say on the Tiger topic before we get into the next one, bro? Yeah, speaking of, uh, you know, personality, do you think, and, and you know, I know a lot of people probably uh, question this as well, do you think because, you know, Tiger was, you know, Tiger wasn't like no flashy celebrity, you know, he, you ain't see him like out in the club or heard about stuff like that with him. So do you think because of his, you know, let's say closed door type personality, that kind of hurted him as far as, you know, when he tried to come out and apologize, you know, trying to reach out to the public Yeah, or whatever? I mean, well, Tiger's always been insulated. Tiger's been a bubble. I mean, but you know what? The thing is, the guys, we've been in this guy's life since he was, what, two, three years old? And he was on, uh, I don't know if it was the Ed Sullivan show or whatever, man, but his father first brought him out there. So right. Tiger is one of those teen prodigies, man. you got to look almost like Tiger as like one of those child actors, to be quite honest with you. We've been following this man's career since he was a baby, man, before he was right. really even able to talk or whatever. And he's growing up in high school, been talking about him. People knew about Tiger when he was 13 years old. I'm talking about in the professional ranks. Same thing for LeBron, to be quite honest with you. Ever since LeBron was 13 or 14 years old, I've been talking about him. But the difference with Tiger is golf, I think, a difference from from golf, and I was talking to one of my friends the other day about this, I think golf and somewhat tennis might be a little bit different because it's more insulated. It's more of a bubble. You right. don't get the exposure that, like, LeBron got when he went to, even though he went to a Catholic little private school in high school, he still went home to his neighborhood. And if you know what neighborhood I'm talking about, you know it. So you get like an education right. outside of your insulated bubble of your golf friends or of your tennis friends or whatever. So you kind of get like some street knowledge or you, you kind of learn different things and different variables and you're around people and you're, you're a little more social, uh, socially uh, adept uh, instead of being inept, you know. So Tiger's always been kind of bubble. He's always been in the bubble, kind of uh, insulated from the outside world. His friends may have been chosen for him or whatever, only because of who he is and his handlers. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, like handlers could have been his mom and his dad. Probably right. didn't allow him to have certain friends so he could learn about life. Now, I don't know his, his whole business, but this is just my opinion. This is the way I'm looking at it from the outside looking in, is that, I don't think he was around people and got a, a, a different degree of the type of personality that you will get if you grow up in certain neighborhoods and Tiger right. just wasn't one of those guys. Right. I, I kind of see it as this, as, as we get to wrap up this Tiger Woods topic, as uh, Tiger pretty much had the, the, the golf version of what Michael Jackson was as far as his entertainment. There you go. Um, You're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely right, man. Ever since Michael Jackson was a child prodigy, man, and, and people – handled his career and so and so he didn't have a, a normal childhood so right. to speak. you know and it's just like like i was just mentioning and kind of uh putting it in the whole same context of you know childhood actors and stuff like that mm-hmm. they have a normal childhood they weren't allowed to grow up they didn't go to public schools and, exactly. and be around certain friends and hang out at timmy's house and you know go ride the bikes and stuff like that tigers is on the golf course tigers been around adults 
you know, pretty much his yeah. entire life as his mm-hmm. friends. One of his best friends is Marco Mira, a man that's old enough to be his dad. Right. You know, <laughs> no doubt. You know, you see the type of friends that Tiger has. I mean, the only friend that you know of that's basically his age is uh, Notable Gay. And he was right. his uh, college uh, teammate. And even Noda, who was on ESPN News the other day, you listen to him. Certain parts that Noda, mm-hmm. come on now, to be honest with you, Tiger to do all the things that he did or, you know, supposedly did or whatever, right. and Noda Begay says he had no clue. Come on, if that's your boy. <laughs> Very true. Come on, man. Now, I understand. Now, see, but Noda could be like, you know, but also if that's your boy. And no, they ain't going to get on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, I knew Tiger was a mess, man. Tiger was a dog, yeah. girl. You know, yeah. he, he, ain't, you know he ain't going to be your boy that much. Right, he ain't going right. to be that boy that for long if he dropped dime on you like that. You know, that, right. that's the bottom line. So, you know, but it just seemed like when we were asking him the questions, it seemed like he genuinely didn't know. Right. But, you know, once again, I don't have a lot to take the test, so I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, we're looking forward to getting Tiger back on the on on the on the golf course, and Masters is where he started. Real real quick before we get on the next one, Mike. I mean, the the layoff. You feel like that's going to be too long for him, or what? Over two hundred and thirty four days, or whatever, right? Yeah, it's it's one of the second longest layoff, I believe, of his career, or yep. maybe yeah, yeah, second longest layoff of his career. And uh, you know, uh, they uh, from what we've heard is you know Tiger wouldn't come back unless he feels like he's ready. He's not, you know, he, he these these majors mean so much to him, and I think he'll he'll be prepared now. Uh, physically, yeah. he'll be ready to go. Mentally, it could be another story. Now, I was listening right. to Kyle Rinaldi, who had an interview with him today, and one of the things that that kind of caught my attention was when Tiger was asked about the fan reaction, and mm. he admitted he's a little bit nervous. He's a little bit nervous about how the fans are going to react to him or whatever. And you know, he's out there, and he said he liked to hear. Couple of claps here and there, or whatnot. And I don't know what we want to hear claps for. To be quite yeah. honest with you, like, like, like one of the, the galley was like, "Yeah, Tiger, that one number three woman, number three. Oh man, she was fine, dog. You know, getting a couple of claps for that. I ain't really like number seven and number eight and number nine, but number eleven. Oh, and that jungle chick. Oh yeah, you know, clap, Tiger. You know, little golf clap. I don't, so I don't know what he wants claps for. To be honest with you, but you know, get, when you come out there and you start whipping tail like you used to. And if you come back and you win this Masters, they'll clap for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll yeah. get all about it, yeah. You Everything know, is like a coach. I mean, they all got their booze in, you know what I'm saying? You know, they're going to have to get it. Get his booze. And, 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 and he will be back. And I'm going to tell you one thing. The price is going to go up. For everybody that dropped them, all those endorsements, the price is about to go up. Exactly, yep. exactly. Next mm-hmm. Legacy Sports Sunday with ESPN's Mike Hill, with your man Brandon, in the house tonight now. One thing that I definitely got to say, because I think you said something a while back, be it if it was on Twitter or something like that, Mike, about you missing NFL football. Oh, like, gosh. It's, it's one of those things. I, you know, I, I follow you closely, man, so I know you got – you were feeling the withdrawal like I was, oh, man. man. So I'm like Pookie on New Jack City, man. That's, oh, <laughs> it be calling me, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm, 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 I got the shakes right now, bro. I'm serious. <laughs> I miss it's that blue. so much. Yeah, I mean, not only did the season fly by, Mike, but you know, now with the with the lockout looming and and stuff in 2011, like it's I mean, should NFL fans be scared because you know everybody's kind of running their business right now with no cap? But at the end of the day, can you can you can you tell the listeners out there is, is should should we be worried as NFL fans though? I man, to be quite honest with you, should you be worried? I think yeah, there should be some concern. Should there be panic? I don't think so. I, I think 
the one thing about the NFL is, man, they, they're smart. You know, the NFL, they, they've done it right over the past couple of years. And, you know, they saw what happened to baseball, and they saw how disastrous that was for it and, and, and somewhat with basketball when they had the lockout back in uh, – in 99 or whatnot. So, you know, some of those sports just don't recover. With the NFL, you are the most popular thing going when it comes to American sports. Exactly. Don't do anything stupid. You know, hopefully they'll be able to come together. DeMar Smith, uh, the head of the Players Association and, and Commissioner Goodell and the owners, hopefully they'll be able to get something together and make it happen, man. But, you know, right now I just want to enjoy this 2010 season that's coming up, the draft and whatnot. And, Hopefully they'll get their labor issues together, man. They, they seem like they're still far apart on some some issues, but it could just be a hard stance where both sides are not telling, you know, some of our insiders, you know, anything that they want to hear. You know, they got to have their stance and say, well, yeah, we're far apart. We're not going to budge. And the owners are saying basically the same thing because they both know that we're going to go out there and report it. So right. if one of them said, yeah, well, yeah, we're concerned about this and, yeah, they're making a good point, then it's not going to sound right. So it could just be hard stands by both sides to just try and, try and scare the other into making a deal. But I think uh, in the final hour before it's too late, I think they'll they'll be smart enough to get something done. I think overall, um, especially with the, with, with the NFL, and as important as it is, like you said, Mike, I feel, too, that I'm, I'm not necessarily worried about the lockup itself because I, I, nobody wants to see what happened happened in 87 when we had when we had the replacement players and all that good stuff but um the 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 more i start hearing little different things about oh oh well still hasn't come to agreement then as a as an nfl fan yeah i'll be a little bit worried as as we go into the wee hours of of it all but um with, with all of us missing sports and football i mean you know of course mike you know i'm out here in the bay area and we got raiders and niners and stuff like that um Give me your give me your opinion. First thing that the Oakland Raiders come to your mind. First thing that comes to your mind. What do you think? <laughs> Oakland Raiders. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you really want me to say it? <laughs> I get a chuckle out of I get a chuckle out of Mike. Oh no! So I know it's not good. <laughs> uh, I was dysfunction. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes. I think dysfunction. I think weekend at Bernie's. To be quite honest with you, when it comes to Al Davis. <laughs> Uh, keeping it real, I, I think you know. I think of, wow, what did y'all draft a quarterback? <laughs> I think you know what, wow, and why is Namdi stuck there? That's yeah. I, that's that's what I think, honestly. Yeah. Now, hopefully, yeah. I mean, when when the NFL, one thing I love about this league is that there's so much parity in every year, every mm-hmm. year. Some teams yeah. gotta hope to win it all. You could win mm-hmm. three, you go three and thirteen one season. And turn that bad boy around, man, and, and, and get into the Super Bowl and give yourself a chance, with the exception of the Detroit Lions and the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like the Lions and the Raiders is the exception to the rule. And you know what was crazy about it? It's like it descended, and it just it was almost like a, an elevator that just the cords got cut uh, on the Empire State Building on the 105th floor, and somebody just yeah. cut the cords, and it just dropped. Quickly, you go to the Super Bowl. You go to the Super Bowl one year, and you get blasted by your former coach. And then after that, it is just downhill. Nothing's been downhill. the same. Nothing's been the same, Mike. So I mean, I mean, outside because I mean, it, it's it's not a secret as far as the 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 skill of Jamarcus Russell and the fact that 
a lot of us as Raider fans and media and everybody under the sun would like to see this guy go. Now, do you think he will go, or do you think he's going to get another year to figure oh, yeah, it out? Oh, he's definitely going to be there. Because you know why? Because is Al Davis still going to be? Able, I mean, Al, as long as Al Davis is there, Al Davis is going to make sure that Jamarcus Russell succeeds some kind of way. <laughs> Al Davis wants Jamarcus Russell. Now, the good thing is, hopefully, I, I'm rooting for the guy. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not right. trying to, you know, disparage him or, you know, come down hard on him or whatever, man. I, I root for the brother. I really do. I want to yeah. see him succeed. I really do. You know, because, you know, the thing is, just to keep it real, I, you know, black quarterbacks still have a stigma. Right. Whether you want to yeah. believe it or not, there's still a stigma on black quarterbacks that they're lazy, that they don't read, they don't look at film, that they're just busts, and that they're just athletes, and they're not going to be good as far as leading the team to the Super Bowl or whatever. Donovan right. McNabb, as great as he is, there's still a stigma about him. Vince Young, and you look at his record as a starter, big-time right. stigma about him. I argue all the time with our analysts, and I, you know, I, I even like um, the kid up in, in Minnesota, um, Tavares, uh, Jackson, Tavares Jackson. You know, yeah, strong yeah, yeah. arm, looked good in the preseason, whatever. But you know, they were ready to give up on him after a couple of starts, and he's a second round pick. Right. But I look at Jamarcus Russell, man, and I'm like, uh, uh, I can no, uh, well, no, uh, he can. I, I can't. I can't defend him. I can't. And then I hear the reports about him being on the sidelines. You know, he's got a fur coat on, a big chain during the game. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Come on, my man. I mean, you talk about taking the money and run. You can either use your potential, use the God-given ability, physical ability that God gave you, or you can go down as the biggest bust in NFL history. Right. And and we all thought Ryan Leaf was, but I think Russell might change that. View, oh, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan Leaf, kinda. Ryan Leaf's gonna look like Peyton Manning next to Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Leaf is Ryan Leaf is praying that Jamarcus Russell continues to go down the path he's going down. Ryan Leaf is like, shoo! They gonna stop talking about me? Yeah, he's like, this. Ryan please, Leaf was just a, Ryan Leaf was just a prick, man. But you know, the thing is, is, is with with Jamarcus, you know. He just his work ethic, man. From every, all indication, everybody's talking, man. He's just he doesn't care. So, but you know, I, I've heard reports that you know he's he's getting in better shape, uh, and that hopefully you know during the mini camps he'll, he'll show something. So we'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, Get him some receivers too. <laughs> Absolutely. I was I was just getting ready to say that, yeah, Mike. Yeah, I mean that helps. You gotta get you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 you. I'm sorry. There is. <laughs> See, uh, I'm trying to be nice. Hey, I like Namdi though. I love Namdi. Hey, no doubt, Namdi is the man. He is uh, definitely the man. I, I love Namdi. Namdi, Namdi, and Darrell Reeves is one and one A as far as the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers. What do you think? What do you think? San uh, who's their quarterback? <laughs> Alex Smith. Alex. Maybe <laughs> next. <laughs> uh, I love the defense. I love my. Wow. Yeah, you can't do it. Can't do it, man. Uh, I love. Man, I love yeah, I love that dude, man. That dude is like no nonsense, man. No, no. Like, Mike Singletary is. He's gonna turn them around. They, they're gonna make the playoffs next year. The the San Francisco Forty ers will win the NFC West next year. They oh, will win cool. the NFC. I mean, because Arizona's not gonna win it because. Nope. Look at their, they don't have a quarterback. So That's Alex Smith, Alex Smith had that one good year on the North Turner. If he can find that, that that Alex Smith, that they can find a, a a system and they can find a coordinator that can 
get him, you know, in that kind of system and let him, you know, hand the ball out to Frank Gore and have a strong running game and play good defense. Because they got some studs, man. Patrick Willis is a tackling machine. He, he, and, you know, Frank Gore can do his thing. And Vernon Davis was a beast last year finally. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, but, you know, they, they got potential. They, I, I'll still say the San Francisco 49ers, they'll win the NFC West. They'll get in the playoffs next year. How yeah. well they do win the playoffs you know, remains to be seen. But I, I like the, the, the direction that Mike Singletary has them going in. Flip a coin after the playoffs. Well, you never know. I'm going to spin it to the other two, Mr. Instance. I know you out there in Atlanta, so go ahead and throw it out there, bro. Say what? Uh, oh, man. So how do you feel about the Falcons, man, especially how, you know, they they ended up, they started off pretty good, you know, having Tony Gonzalez and, and whatnot, man, and then, you know, toward the end we kind of tinkered off, you know, what what you think the outlook for that Falcons? They, they had the injuries, you know, always hurts the team, man. You know, and, and this is a, you know, it's a war of attrition every year in the National Football League. When you have injuries, man, you just it's hard to overcome or whatever. I mean, but I, I, I love Matt Ryan. I know he had a little bit of a quarterback slump in his sophomore year, but he's got all the tools and all the intangibles to be great. They got a strong running game as long as you keep Michael Turner healthy. You know, uh, Jerry's Norwood, you know, strong running back, uh, just a home run threat every time. I talk to Roddy White's one of my boys, so I talk to him all the time. He's coming into his own. Atlanta's got the the right, you know, uh, they got the right personnel in place. They got the building blocks. It's just, in the NFC South, man, it's just, you know, anybody's year. I mean, it just kind of turns over. You know, you'd be in last place one year, and then you're in first place the next year. Like yeah, Carolina yeah. Panthers could be in first place next year, and the Saints could be in last place. That's just yeah, how it is. Exactly. I mean, the Bucks even started to started to improve a little bit last year. Right, they got a yeah. young team, and they started, you know, playing well down the stretch for Raheem Morris. A young team, maybe they'll start making a run once they kind of get their situation together. But I, I like the Falcons, man. I, I like the fact that they're um, they got you know the, the like I said the building blocks in place. It's just tough, man. You just you know, like I said, it's always some kind of parity in the National Football League and especially in the NFC South. No doubt. No doubt. Vernon PD, real quick, uh, what, what's, what's your team? And throw a question out there for Mike. All right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, Vernon PD, my... let me ask you a question, man. What's, what's up? What's why, you, why, why you got, you, why you got a, a naked picture on your Twitter thing, man? What's, what's... <laughs> and look, man, <laughs> I, I've been trying to change. I've been trying to change it, dog. I've been trying my best. No, man, that is like, you know, I like it. I like you got the Yankee cap on. That, that, that's hot right there, man. But, you know, usually when a brother's like, you know, like especially on Facebook, if you request me on Facebook and you got a, you know, your, your body out like that, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, I ain't accepting that. You got to change the profile picture, bro. I'm just hey, man, I, I'm and then all of a sudden, throwing little pillows and stuff at me, man. And no, no, don't poke me. Don't poke me on Facebook when you got a negative uh, picture, though. Man, you know, stuff like that, man. Yeah, I'm with you, my man. One of, one of the first guests come on, put me on blast, man. No, we, oh. we got, but you know what? Hey, follow Vernon, Vernon, Vernon P. Diddy, baby. Follow me. <laughs> man, ain't nobody going to follow me after that, man. You no, know, you going to know. All right, follow me. Dude, dude, I'm going to have a lot of females. I'm just jealous, my bro. That's all, man. I, I wish I had a. You, you got a little pack going on, man. I'm trying, you're trying to get your D'Angelo going on there. I see you go ahead. How does it feel? <laughs> nah. Hey. Man, you threw me off. I almost got the question. Nah. Oh, okay. Come back on. 
Hey, I my question was okay. You know, like shout out to to my saint. You know what I'm saying? I ain't from I ain't from New Orleans, but New Orleans is like my second home. So shout out to my saint. Mm-hmm. What what do you think in the draft is the 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 best kept secret? Like what what's the gem in the draft that nobody really talking about? Mm, yeah, that is a really good question, man. You know what? That's that, that's something I really haven't thought about, like a, the best-kept secret in the draft. You know, hmm, I mean, depending on what position you're talking about, too. I, I You know, there, I I would have to actually research that. I don't know, to be quiet. I can't even answer that question. I, I'm, I'm going to get my Mel Kuyper on here in the, in the next week. <laughs> I'm going to really start getting my draft, because i got to start doing NFL Live and doing these draft preview shows. So i got to hone up on that, man, the college football. I don't know who could be the sleeper. This year, I know the kid out of Maryland ran, but he ain't even a sleeper anymore. Right. Um, yeah. uh, that's a good question, bro. I had to get back on you on that. You stumped me. See, you stumped me. I'm about to take my shirt off and change my profile picture now, man. <laughs> but that was a that was a good question. I'm add, you know what? I'm gonna ask Todd McShay that next time. I'm gonna that. So next, I'm gonna let you know too. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Todd McShay next time I interview him, which I probably will do sometime this week. You know who the sleeper? Who could be the sleeper in this year's draft? I, I know the I know the draft overall has like real heavy heavy hitters as far as safeties and stuff like that this yeah. year. I know there could be um, like three safeties going in the first round this year. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and I know that's out of uh, um, uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They're talking about him being a top ten pick. Right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, especially because uh, you know with with you guys actually switching it to prime time now. So I think that's actually pretty good. So, in my opinion, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be doing the draft somewhat this year. Uh, I'm doing, like, ESPN News. We're going to be the ones that, you know, when the guys get drafted, they're going to be coming over to us for the interviews and stuff. Hey, Mike. Yes, sir. Who's the highest-rated highest-rated uh, highest kickers coming out of college? <laughs> They're highest-rated kickers. Highest-rated kickers. Michael, they're like, wait a minute, Michael, they're like, wait a minute, y'all asking about kickers in in the in the un, unheard of. I like, like the kickers. Like, are you saying like what's that? Okay, highest <laughs> rated kickers. Hmm. Yeah, hey. Right, answer the question I asked you, Mike. You yeah. never know. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I, hey, dude, I'm at the, you know what? I'm really going to have to hone up on my, my draft skills. The kicker? <laughs> I've never been asked about a kicker before, ever. <laughs> ever. The highest rated kicker. You play soccer? <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's a question you got to take a skill. See, see how... Is that rubbing the wrong way or not? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. So he don't like some kickers. What I like about Skip, man, is you know what he what he says? He believes. And that's yeah. what I respect. Yeah. He honestly right. believes everything he says, man. <laughs> hey, Brandon, let me ask Mike one more question, man. Go ahead, man. Hey, what what you think you about Tebow, about man? long snappers? <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 no, what you think about Tebow now? You think Tebow coming along? Cause if, if you, prove, man, you know, here's my take you, on Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow right. will never start for a contending team in the National Football League. This wow. is my take. Tim Tebow will never be that guy. Tim Tebow, unless there's a team that has a strong running game, does not rely any. Tim Tebow will never lead a team to the Super Bowl. 
When I say lead mm. a team, I'm not saying he won't quarterback a team in the Super Bowl. You understand what I'm saying? But right, he will right. not be the guy that puts a team on his back and takes him mm. to the Super Bowl. From everything that I've seen and everything that I've heard, Mel Kuyper even has him dropping down to like the fifth or sixth best quarterback on his big board right now. Right. Tim Tebow, great guy. It, you know, and, and I feel sorry for him in a sense because, you know, so many people come down on him and criticize him. He's, he's a great guy. He's a good guy. Right. You know, he didn't ask for all this. People put the praise on Tim Tebow as one of the greatest college football players of all time, if not the greatest college football players of all time. But I'll look at Tim Tebow and like, you know what? Um, look look at uh, the kid Troy Smith at Ohio State. Right. Yeah, he did the same thing at Ohio State. How come we're not talking about him? Only because yeah. we didn't talk about Troy Smith for four years at Florida. Mm-hmm. Troy right, Smith, right. his senior year, same thing as Tim Tebow or whatever. Even better, a better quarterback than Tim Tebow. But we're not talking about him in the same regards as Tim Tebow. And I, I think he'll be a serviceable guy. He'll get drafted in the, maybe the third round, maybe even late second round, depending on the team. But they'll draft him based on potential, not just at quarterback, but saying, okay, if it doesn't work at quarterback, we can always slide him in at another position. That's the way they'll look at it. He's valuable. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like, with, with him being valuable, like, me and my homeboy, we got to a discussion about him. You know what I'm saying? And I I'm, I think also Tim Tebow is a great guy. But I never really was impressed with him as a quarterback. I never really yeah. was. Right. Because he never, you know what I'm saying, he never had, like, no big game. Now, what they did, I think what they did, did to him, like, the last end of the season, on to, the, like, the bowl games, all, mm-hmm. I think making him throw for, like, 300 yards a game and stuff, I think that was wrong. Because, you know what I'm saying, they should have they put him out there first. They should have, if that's what they want him to do, you know what I'm saying, they should have raised his draft stack. I mean, his well, draft stock. The thing up. is, okay, yeah. so, so you're, you're a coach in Florida, right? Are you concerned right. about your team or are you concerned about Tim Tebow and his draft? You're concerned about winning national championships? Or are you concerned about trying to get Tim Tebow a Heisman Trophy and getting his draft stock up? I'm concerned about the uh, the team There's as the a whole. Team. That, that's the team. So what they had Tim Tebow to do was, was what was best for the team. Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they could make him throw him, you know, 40, 50 times a game, but that, that wouldn't win them football games. They wouldn't have won as many football games. They wouldn't have won national championships at Florida and been playing a national championship game uh, at Florida if they asked Tim Tebow to do all that. So, you know, Urban Meyer, you know, he get, he got criticized somewhat because they was like, you know what, he, he doesn't prepare. He didn't prepare his quarterback for the National Football League. But you know what, that's not his job as the coach of the Florida Gators. Right. That's not his right. job. I mean, that's why you see so many recruits choose a coach or choose a school based on the type of system that they run depending on mm. if they want to go to the next level or not. It's not about, yeah. okay, well, I can go here because you know, Florida's got a great communication program and, you know, it's going to prepare me for college, I mean, a life after college or whatever. They look at it and they say, hmm, they run a pro-style offense at USC. Their offensive players get drafted in the first and second round. Their defensive players get drafted in the first and second round. Oh, look at that exposure. That's what they look at when they choose what college they're going to. That's why you see so many of them going to USC because you know USC is going to be the, get the exposure and plus they run that pro-style offense and the defensive players are great. So, yeah, there are certain coaches that will prepare you for life in the NFL because they run an NFL-type system. Florida is not that way. I mean, the same thing with uh, Alex Smith. I wasn't really never, I wasn't really impressed with Alex Smith at Utah on the Urban Meyer. But you know what? He just happened to have a, a good season that year. And, oh, yeah, Matt Leinart didn't come out that season. 
Right. So he was his number one overall pick, and that's why he, you know San Francisco has him. There you go. All right. A couple of real quick ones uh, on Next Legacy Sports Sunday with Mike Hill before we let this guy go, take care of his normal business. Um, NBA, with the uh, playoffs coming up real quick, man, like, like who, who, who's, who's a factor right now to you? What, what team is, like, the team that you feel is going to basically win it? I mean, uh, you know, I'm talking about aside from the Lakers and the Cavs, like, who's really scary to you right now? Besides the Lakers and the Cavs? Yes, sir. Um... Nobody. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, to win it all, the thing is, like, you, I'll look at the East and I'll say, who can threaten the Cavs? Yeah, Orlando can threaten the Cavs. Right. But can they beat the Lakers out West? Can they beat Denver out West? Can they beat a Dallas team out West? You know, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, the Lakers, they get into the playoffs, but can they beat Cleveland? Cleveland swept them this season. They look right. dominant against them or whatever. Uh, Cleveland can go either way or whatnot. Denver, right now, I, I, I really like the Nuggets. I yeah, like, I like that team. If you look yeah. at their record against some of the top teams in the National Basketball Association, they, they, they dominate. They have right. done well against the Lakers. They've done well against the Eastern Conference teams. They've done well against Dallas. Denver has a good record, man. So, it's, you know, everybody's looking at the Lakers and saying, okay, well, yeah, they're going to go back to the final. No, slow your roll, man. Hold your yeah, horses. Remember, the Nuggets gave them trouble. Uh, in the playoffs last year, before the Lakers got past him, and remember, Andrew Bynum has his yearly ritual, and he's out for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, you know he, he's hurt. He took his, he took Shaq play, so you know that's what you know Shaq used to do. Boy. Like, yeah, but you know what? They expect a lot out of Bynum, and then you know what? Ron Artest really hasn't paid off. They thought Ron oh, Artest yeah. was going to be that guy. So I, you know, if, if well, he's not being the bad guy, guy. They, they they need him to be the bad guy. He's not being the bad. Well, he, guy. you know, Ron Artest is not. You know, he's he's trying to be physical, but he's still he's not slowing anybody down. He can't stay in front of anybody right now. Exactly. You know, exactly. Cleveland is hot right now. Won seven straight. Lakers won five straight. But you know, I look at the Nuggets. You know, I think one of those sleeper teams out there that could make some noise, that could shot somebody, could be Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma. What about what about ATL? What do you think about the Hawks? I, I I like the Hawks. ATL, especially you know, the Hawks. Uh, they they play well against. I just don't see them getting past Cleveland. They right. we know right. they can get past a Boston team. We know they yeah. can, they can run with Orlando. I just don't see them beating Cleveland. But uh, Atlanta, you know, right now the season where they end the day, they gotta face Milwaukee, and ain't no ain't no team hotter in basketball than the Milwaukee Bucks. Very true. Right. Milwaukee Bucks, I believe, are fourteen and three since the All Star break, and John Salmon, since he's come over, he's made a big difference on that team, man. And mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so they're they're playing some outstanding basketball right now. So, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, I still think it's probably going to be Cleveland and the Lakers. But like I said, watch out for the Denver Nuggets, man. I just, I like Carmelo yeah, Anthony. Man. I thought he was going to be the MVP at the beginning of the season. He started off that way, right. uh, but you know, without a doubt, LeBron James should be a unanimous choice as the MVP this year. Oh yeah, he yeah, hands down, hands down. I feel I feel like this with the I, mean, I feel you, Mike, on the on the whole uh, Lakers Cavs thing, and you know Dallas doesn't scare you, man. Like you look at Dallas and you're like, oh, wait a minute, Dallas every year. Dallas wins. Dallas wins fifty five, sixty games every year. Dallas, <laughs> Dallas does that. <laughs> it's like, well, well, I want to see when when is dirt gonna be nasty though. When is dirt gonna be like, you know what? I you, we here. 
We're here. I'm going to take us the rest of the way. When is Dirk just going to say, you know what, man, I, I just feel like my balls are that big. I'm just going to take everybody. Just get out my way. Yeah, he needs to tap into that inner Bill and Beer. He, he, like, nah, he needs to tap into his inner German gangster somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to tap into that inner German. I don't know how gangster they get over there, but he needs to get his Farbenugan on some kind of way, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more quick one with, uh, with, with baseball coming up. Um, it, it's always a hot time of year. There's always a lot of debate about you know, baseball being that national pastime and stuff. But, I mean, overall, Mike, and, and I think I sent it to you on the email before, it's like everybody know who the playoff participants are going to be just about. And, I mean, how does that make you feel about baseball in general? Because everybody pretty much already got it already locked down. Like, okay, Yankees, Red Sox, uh, Dodgers. Well, you know, anybody that look at me on television, they know, you know, even though I'm supposed to be impartial, I'm supposed to be you know, non-biased or whatever, objective or whatever, man, they – I'm still a fan, man. Everybody knows. I, I I grew up right across the street from Yankee Stadium, man, in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm a Yankees guy. I, I grew up loving the team, or whatever. So if you ask me, do I think it's fair? No, nah, not necessarily fair, but I like it. I don't really care because hey, my team is winning. My team has the money to pay all those players to do whatever to do. But you know, do I wish there was a little more parity in baseball? Yeah, as long as my Yankees are still in the playoffs every year. But uh, I. I you know, but I don't. I, I don't. You know, um, I, I don't go with the, the same uh, assumption that people or teams. Uh, I don't subscribe to the, the, the assumption that you can buy a championship. You you can't buy a championship, even though the Yankees right. have the highest payroll every year. They don't win it every year. Teams right. like Minnesota yeah. always in the hunt. Now Minnesota, big blow today. I don't know if you heard, but. Uh, Joe Nathan, their closures out for the season. That's huge. Oh, absolutely. You know, right. uh, Buster Olney said, you know, it's like the Yankees losing to Mariano Rivera or somebody like that. Uh, I, I would like to see a team like the Chicago Cubs, man, win it all, to be quite honest with you. I, I just want to see a team that hadn't won it in years, and it's been 102 years, I believe, now for the Cubs. I yes, want to see them finally get it done, man. The expectations live up to it. Uh, they got a really good hitting coach now, Rudy Jaramillo, uh, right. who the Texas Rangers, man. So that that's going to help them out. Giovanni Soto uh, is in better shape, and and so is uh, Carlos Zambrano and those guys, man. So, you know, hopefully, you know, Derek Lee and the boys can get the job done there in the National League and make some things happen. But uh, also my sleeper team to watch out for in the American League, the Seattle Mariners, man. Oh, they yeah. are, I think they're going to win the AL West, and they're going to make some noise in the American League this year. So, you know. Baseball season's almost here, man. You know, we got 162 games to, to try and get it all figured out. But, you know, when it's all said and done, you know the Yankees are going to be right there. <laughs> yeah. so that is that marathon. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And as we get ready to close, Mike, I definitely want to thank you for hanging out with us and uh, just, just giving us your opinions. And, and we hang on every every word that you say because, you know, you, 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 get, your, you get your grind on every single time on ESPN. Are you going to be back uh, running first take anytime this week or next week? Uh, or I, I'm going on vacation. I think I'm I'm doing I'm doing it for a week in April, but uh, I'm going on vacation. So like the first part of April, I'll be gone for like the first two weeks, just trying to cool out or whatever. But I think right after I come back, right after the it's round, uh, it's either before or right after the draft, I'm doing a full week of first take. So yeah, I'll be back on there with Skip. Man, I tell him you said what's up, man. But I, I yeah, appreciate yeah, you yeah. having me on. Really do, man. I just love to see brothers, man, that's trying to make it and making it happen and doing it the right way. So anytime I can support, man, just let me know.
Absolutely, and, and definitely hey, tell yeah, hold on real quick. Uh, let me t- tell Skip that I, I've been a follower of his because, you know, out here in the Bay, he used to work for San Jose Merck. So um, just let him know that, that, that Brandon out here in the in the Bay Area definitely respects his hustle. And, and he, he will never, ever, ever intimidate me on the opposite side of the table if I ever debate that guy, ever. He, he tries to, man. You see how much he pounds at desk. I, I told Absolutely. him I think he does it to try and intimidate people, man. But Skip is... <laughs> That's my man, man. Skip gets a bad rap from some people, but I get asked about Skip more than anybody at ESPN. Yeah, let let them know I'm ready for him anytime. I anytime. got you, man. You'll be ready. We'll, we'll get you on there. <laughs> All right, Mr. Incense, go ahead, bro. Oh, I just want to say real quick because we didn't really get to talk about March Madness, man. How you, how your bracket doing, Mike? Oh, man, I tore it up, bro. Northern Ireland. <laughs> 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 I, I, I like, up. Oh, it's Mine is done. I just tore yeah, my bracket yeah. right on up, man. You know, yeah. you know what? I love it. I, I love that, you know, hey, I, I'm not a Kansas fan. I just thought they were going to win it. But, you know, right. uh, Kansas, you know, they didn't they didn't come to play. And that's what's so great about college basketball, man. Any given night, one team gets hot and you ain't ready, you're going mm-hmm. home. And there's no place yeah. like home. As Toto said in Kansas, just found that out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, once Georgetown lost, I tore my oh, bracket up like real see, quick. So. That's what that's what hurt me because I'm a I'm a Georgetown fan. That's so right. I've been a Georgetown yeah. fan since the days of Pat. So that hurt. That actually kind of hurt. That stung. But you know what? It's good for college basketball. You got like St. Mary's. You got Northern Iowa. Look at Cornell. Cornell yeah. could Cornell could possibly beat Kentucky. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, so hey, anything is possible in college basketball. I think it's hey, look at Baylor basketball, and I had Baylor going to the Final Four. I yeah, had, I had I, Baylor and Kansas State. And I, I, I had Kansas, Kansas State, Kentucky, and Baylor going in the Final Four. But of course, Kansas, they let me down. Yeah, <laughs> real <laughs> Yeah, so we, we, I think we had the same bracket. We had the same picks, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. <laughs> and the only reason why they picked pick Kansas to uh, Kansas State to win the. Uh, Win the final four because they had to play Kansas. That's why it hurts me that I'm a Georgetown fan. I looked at them in the Midwest and I was like, man, they're gonna be all right until they get to Kansas. But if they would have gotten yeah. past, you know, uh, Ohio, and you know, they they could have easily won the other games. And if they would have had to avoid Kansas, they could have been in the final four. But you know what? Could have, would have, should have. Yeah. Hey, VPD, go ahead and wrap it up, man, and say your goodbyes to Mr. Hill. Hey, man, it was great having you on the show, man. appreciate uh, your time that you spent with us, even though you clown me a little bit. But it's cool. <laughs> I respect. I respect. I'm, giving, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you reverence, man. I'm, like, just asking you, like, well, you know, that's all right, my man. Go ahead. You know, but what you got to do is you got to go to settings. Go to settings on Twitter. Go to profile, okay? <laughs> and when you go in the profile, on, you got to go down here, and it says where to change the picture or design. You go in there and you say change picture. Change. And there you go. And then you say you find a picture with a shirt on. And then you change the and then, and then, and If you want to rock with Mike Hill, make sure you go ahead and throw that little shirt that's, on. That's what I'm saying, bro, because I'm like, yeah. No, it's cool on Twitter, but on Facebook, like I said, you try and friend me on Facebook and you got your shirt off as a man, bro. You ain't getting friendly. You ain't getting friendly. Hey. Mike Hill gonna have him. He gonna have v, uh, VPD in a in a in a, in a bow tie and a touch. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, my brother, I'm here. Not that anything's wrong. With that I'm trying to get my P90X body on too, bro. Go ahead and don't get jealous, man. Hey, man, that ain't no joke though. That ain't no joke right there. Yes, P90X. Sir. Yes, sir. I'm yes. doing it, man. So I'm trying Absolutely. to make it happen.
Yes, Mike, man, yes, appreciate sir. it, man. Stay blessed and keep doing your thing, man. I am very, very proud of you. Like I said, I definitely want to go your route as far as media and, and how things are. So, you know, definitely I'll be leaning on you extra heavy for advice and stuff. So keep doing your thing, man. I'm definitely proud of your your, your hustle, bro. Anytime, man. I'm proud of you oh. as well, man. So anytime you need me, just call on me, my brother. I'm there for you. All right, man. Appreciate it. That is Mike Hill. Go follow him on, on Twitter at Mike ESPN, M-I-K-E-S-P-N. Next Legacy.